Welcome back to Lobby Concessionals, the movie podcast where nobody's right and everybody's wrong. Uh, if you're liking Open Report now, it's like and subscribe, follow us along on YouTube, on TikTok, on Facebook, oh, TikTok. on... Are we on Twitter? We're on Twitter, right? Well, kind of. Okay, don't follow us on Twitter. <laughs> Our Twitter yeah. sucks. Our Twitter uh, sucks. But follow... Oh, Instagram. That's the one I missed. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, we're also on every podcast site, I think, available currently. Uh, officially so, now, yeah. Officially? Officially Oh, now. man, look at us. Yeah. Man, Putting in the work. We like 30 Two episodes. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So for those of you watching on YouTube, you've probably noticed that there is something a little bit different about the color scale today. Uh, and we are in black and white because uh, I, for the first time, decided to watch The Lighthouse, uh, the Robert Eggers film from 2019. Uh, and since it is a A24 film and we need to have, uh, you know, true film scholarship uh, in order to, to talk about a film like that, we've decided to bring in our resident A24 expert, uh, Connor. Hello. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of I course. wouldn't call myself an expert, but I watch a lot of A24 movies. So. You got the hat. So as I far as I'm hat. concerned, either you literally directed one of their movies, uh, or you're an expert. Or I paid money for it because I like what they do. No, he was, he was, a, he was yeah. a big part of catering. Oh, yeah, yeah big catering big, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Crafts table, all me. Oh, wow. Wow, that's impressive. What did they have for the lighthouse? Just lobster? Uh, yeah, it was biscuits. Uh, whiskey and lobster. And lobster. Yeah. Okay. P- and, uh, pickled herring. Severed human head. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so I guess just to start us all off, uh, I wanted to give kind of a little bit of background why I skipped the lighthouse. I don't know if it was exactly intentional. Um, it was probably something that, uh, like, it just sort of happened. Uh, I had been meaning to watch it. I had watched The Witch and really liked it. I've recently watched The Northman, and because obviously it recently came out, and uh, and loved that. So I like Robert Eggers' stuff. I uh, figured I would like The Lighthouse, but I think part of it just came down to the fact that I knew it was two guys in a room kind of the whole time. <laughs> it's in black and white, which I have historically had an issue with, and um, and I knew it was going to be a slow burn. And they're not like my least favorite movies, but. There's definitely, I have a, I'm picky with slow burns. You have to do it yeah. properly, otherwise I'm not going to have a that, but you're, it's a mood thing for you, right? You, it's so important for you to be in the right time and space for that movie. Yeah. And for you, that's almost never. Well, and like, the <laughs> ADD factor starts to seep in, like, oh no. Yeah, like, the, the, it, it's definitely, it's a weird time if I am in the right mood yeah. for uh, uh, Robert Pattinson uh, jerking off while crying <laughs> in a in a corner of a cabin. You know, I'm just saying, if you're in the mood for that, uh, we didn't get maybe reevaluate your life. We didn't even make it three minutes before that came up. Uh, well, it had to come up. And, it's not know, a spoiler or anything, right? It's no. just well, no, and, this could be spoiler, and we'll we'll discuss some spoilers. We'll have to. We'll have to. I mean, it's um, a three year old movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've had time. Yeah. Who wouldn't have watched it by now? Yeah, exactly. You know, if you're like, looking for this kind of movie, you've seen this movie. Yeah, before. absolutely, yeah, absolutely. If you yeah. call yourself a, a, a film fan, a film fan, and, and you movie. haven't watched it up until this morning, <laughs> uh, then you are a, a complete failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about shitty taste in movies. No yeah, kidding. Wow. Um, couldn't find so, any time in between the Marvel and Star Wars stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much of it. I, I, I don't know. There's so much of it. So before we get into what I thought about it, since I'm late to the show, uh, 
Can I get takes from you guys? Uh, I'll do a quick take just because uh, we can let Connor go on and gush about it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love it. I love, but I'm I am a, like opposite of you. I am a slow burn guy. Okay. Right. Uh, two guys in a room, notwithstanding. Like I I enjoy weird psychological stuff like this, where it's just two guys show up and it's just like a it feels like a stage show, and it's a it's two of them just absolutely going batshit over two and a half hours <laughs> <laughs> and i love it and i think there's a lot of cool stuff in it and it, and it feels like uh eggers love letter to literature as a whole and mythology as a whole because it, it's like it's got moby dick it's got prometheus it's got proteus it's got um it it uh it has lovecraftian stuff in it, it damn just... you know i only saw the lighthouse <laughs> so like how, i must have missed some of that stuff maybe i fell asleep uh so <laughs> You said you had a long night, (laughs) but I love that he incorporates all of these things in it uh, over, and and again, it's just two dudes in a room. Yeah. Right. So uh, I, and obviously the the two dudes are great. Willem and and Pattinson are phenomenal in it. Yeah. And I'm sure that's the first time we're going to, not the last time we're going to gush about them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I honestly have not much more to add. Like those are the same reasons why I love this movie. It's like. There's so many different levels to it, and he draws from influences from like across the entire human like written history that you just like sit back and like, whoa! I'm watching a distilled essence of like I don't know how many situations of two men being stuck in a cave or a lighthouse or something like these like kinds of tensions that like boiled through humanity, and he puts that on the screen. It's like, oh, it's amazing. I love it. So. I think one of my biggest things was I enjoyed the story, but ultimately. A lot of it, I just kind of looked at as, uh, you know, like two people, like the, an examination of isolation, loneliness, of, of uh, the fragility of the human mind. Um, but, Brendan, you've mentioned a few things that definitely had far more depth than how I looked at this. <laughs> and, like, I don't know, some of that stuff in there, I just thought was supposed to be a sign that he's going nuts. What else did I miss? I guess is what I'm getting. I don't at. know because you, I don't know that you missed anything. Like I mean, you're right. It is just a distillation of of, of two guys going slowly nuts, right? Mm-hmm. And and if you don't know all that other stuff, and I don't think you need to know. I think yeah. it's cool if you pick you pick it out and kind of grasp that part of it. But you can literally just watch that movie and be like, those two, those dudes are going through stuff. <laughs> they went crazy. <laughs> so but, you guys, is there a deeper meaning that I'm well, missing? I, I I will. I will say, like, if, if that's all you saw from that movie, that's not an issue. Because that's, sure. that's, like, plainly what it was. But then all the stuff that Brendan's mentioning are, like, the kind of reasons that maybe you want to investigate more. Like, why did, why, like, I guess, like, these themes that he's bringing up, you as a viewer after the movie can look into it more and kind of get more interested in a movie like this. Like, right. It's so much more than the surface level. And you start investigating it and learning about Prometheus, right? Yeah. And being like, oh, man, wow. And maybe watch it again. And yeah. And see it through a different lens. Well, and so I have you both watched it multiple times? Yeah. I've Just the it, once for me. I've seen it three times. Three times. Not recently, but yeah. Okay. So I saw it in theaters. I bought the Blu-ray and I think I've watched it the right way. Is there a, a deeper meaning you saw out of this that no, you really want to really it. go into? or? Uh, I mean – Maybe if it comes up in the conversation, like, I can't really Fair just enough. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, sorry. I didn't, it's I didn't been, want to it's put been you a on few months since I have seen it. Yeah, but yeah, like 
listening to you say all that I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I was. <laughs> it's, like, it like, fired me back up. And like for me, a lot of that stuff is it's my favorite kind of Easter egg. You know, like oh when, sure. When yeah, we're talking yeah. about things like Star Wars or, or Marvel, like we, we took a shot at it earlier, but like when they put like an Easter egg in there, it's a pretty heavy headed Easter egg. Yeah, oh, and, yeah, and it's yeah, fun yeah. to pick out. Like there's the weird yeah. Waldo thing, but I love I love the idea of, of, of watching somebody make something and seeing a really cool uh, interpretation or where he's getting that 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 from the source from. Yeah. So I like seeing that stuff, and especially when you mix it all in together. Like I, the idea of, of, of at least for me when I see it, and like it's just when I see things like Proteus and 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 lovecraftian stuff put together i'm like that's fucking rad and yeah. i would never think to put that to those two together to see somebody do it and do it well mm. is really cool well and i think that's something continued to astound me the whole movie is that like uh especially the, the start i found myself pretty riveted and nothing happened yeah. you know like the first like 20 minutes of the movie i didn't literally think not a word is spoken for the first five yeah. um yeah. and i was still like on the edge of my seat i think there's a fart Oh, oh <laughs> this is something I wanted to bring up as well. Willem Dafoe's It is shocking <laughs> for a movie that is considered to be an art house film just how much flatulence there is in this well, film. Well, wouldn't you expect Lighthouse Keepers in that era to be farty? Oh, absolutely. Think about their diet. But <laughs> <laughs> right? So I'm going to sit here and talk about fucking Greek mythology and you guys are going to talk about farts. Yeah, so oh, there's really far to... more to dig into <laughs> yeah. here. There's Your something Greek for everyone thing. in this podcast today. <laughs> Exactly. But seriously, I didn't expect for a highbrow film for that to be a thing at all. Because, like, you know, that's it's, it's accurate, but there's plenty of period pieces where they just ignore all of that. You know, like, you don't see oh in uh, uh, Sofia Coppola's uh, Marie Antoinette, you don't see her taking a dump behind a curtain into a, you know, like yeah, it's... Yeah, because she took a dump on the screen instead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, Sophia. Wow, wow. I've actually it's, never seen the movie. It's but, fine. You know, it's fine. <laughs> I just wanted to take a shot. That was a, it was a really good opening. I had to take it. Um, yeah, if you don't put uh, Kristen Dunst down whenever you can, that's, you know, that's my thing. Are you really living? Oh, come on. <laughs> She's done well recently. She has. She She's has. Well. I've heard Melancholia was lovely. Oh man, we had a lot of silence. Huh? What reason? <laughs> yeah, we're from who? Yeah. Okay. Um. So I guess like two more jokes like this, and this becomes a I hate Kristen Dunst podcast. I but... love Kristen Dunst. I'll defend her. Oh yeah, from what? Jane? Come on. Okay. Wow. Well, uh, she's fine. She's fine. She was. Anyway. At the time, you loved her. You oh, I absolutely it. did. Yeah. You've seen the merch. Um, there's a there's a little bit around the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much behind the camera. In fact, Brennan told me I had to hide it. Uh, that was a good call. Anyway, back to back to the uh, the actual topic at hand. The other thing I found that was interesting is I tend to not love or not. I am critical when movies tend to take creative decisions like putting something in black and white or uh, changing the frame. Um, so Eggers did both of those things. Yeah. So this is a four by three, I think is the aspect ratio. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it is. Um, uh, that's probably wrong. So but it's, you not, know. it's not your typical anyway. white screen for Yeah. It, right? It's a, it's a square. Yeah. You know, yeah, four um, by three, right? it is. It, yeah. Um, and then also it's black and white. Yeah. Uh, so the black and white thing drives me up the wall. Um, because I find in a lot of cases it doesn't add anything. 
Um, so when the movie Logan got a black and white re-release, I was like, why? Like, what, what are you adding? Um, I was famously upset about the movie Belfast uh, because it was in black and white and I felt like it took away from the film, in particular because it was set in a real place um, and it was supposed to depict a, a real time. And the black and white didn't add anything to, to me anyway outside of saying, this happened in the past. Yeah. And I'm like, we already knew that. Like, you're not doing enough. While I found The Lighthouse, the visual style was explicit and it needed to be in black and white in order to display the way they wanted to display well belfast didn't seem like it had that same heavy-handedness to it like it wasn't it's tough too with belfast because i haven't watched it but in my mind i'm like if you're filming in ireland and it's all that green yeah oh so much is lost it's gorgeous i just feel like you lose a lot of what you could be showing up on that screen Mm -hmm. so it made no sense to me i never i mean I've, i've never watched it but yeah, I picked a bad example because, I, as far as I know, both of you haven't seen it. So yeah, uh, seen no, the, the Logan one is a, is a pretty good call, though. But that that very easily is just a, is a commercial choice, right? It's just like, look, how many more Blu-rays can we sell? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the but the aspect ratio I found uh, made me feel um, claustrophobic, which was good. You know, I think that was part of yeah. the decision. Is that that made there was an artistic reason outside of. I want to do this. Like, look at Zack Snyder's. Oh, yeah, of course. I looking you at you, like, don't do it. You just, knew. Can we go one week without? We cannot. Don't bring cannot. up Zaddy. <laughs> can we just go one week without giving that he guy made some decisions. press? <laughs> and he's gonna pay for them. I just assume that he just honestly set the camera wrong. <laughs> like, he just went and it was just, and it was too late. <laughs> oh no! Um, I would understand it if he decided he wanted to release it in IMAX theaters sure. in that format but i don't even think that happened no like i think he wanted it to be an imax on its original release but obviously whedon took over and did his own thing yeah but zach steiner yeah like sorry have i even said zach steiner's justice league yet because <laughs> no, i just no, want you're to... just saying zach snyder yeah a lot no. way so more zach than i'd like justice league uh he famously did it with a, a reduced aspect ratio and it made no difference like no yeah anyway. <laughs> I'm just saying, given the fact that I hate those things, Lighthouse kind of nailed it. You know, like they did a they did a great job. So, um, is this our first late to the show that's where it's actually been worthwhile rewatching? Or well, it depends. Like I said, like you haven't explicitly said that you've enjoyed it. Or yeah. Not. Oh, I was going to ask you, did you like it? You're <laughs> I saying all these good things. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did. And, okay. it, like, and it, it wasn't too weird. Or oh, it's weird as hell. Yeah. But yeah. like, it's a good weird. It's a good week. And I think it, so much of it just comes down to the man versus nature stuff. Connor and I have talked about this with yeah. Eggers in particular. It, all three of his films lean heavily into that um, survivalism, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and I love that. Uh, I think yeah. so much of it, um, it, it does a really good job of showing that. And as far as I understand, it's very realistic. Like that, that's actually period accurate oh, and buddy does his research when he makes his movies like eggers yes yeah sorry i shouldn't call my buddy you could be my friend <laughs> i think like with the witch like he researched like diaries of puritans and found out how they wrote and transferred it into how they spoke oh, he did like... the same thing with uh i think it was letters from lighthouse keepers i don't know where he found this yeah he found the way that they wrote and then built it into the script like which is why the dialogue is so 
it's not strange. I won't say strange or it is tilted, but it is very deliberate. Yeah, but you you still understand what they're saying. Yeah. Regardless of the words that they're using, I think. Yeah. I haven't like ever I don't think I've ever heard the word hark used in <gasps> yeah. in context. Oh. But he uses it three times in like ten seconds. Yeah. And I'm like, stop. So like this is too much. <laughs> I think maybe it's a bit theatric in that. Sure. Like, but like at the end of the day, it's a modern man writing a screenplay about how he thinks oldie olden time people would, would talk. I and for like dramatic purposes, he nailed it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I didn't watch it in theaters, and so obviously you didn't. I did not watch it. Um, but I, I wish, like, when I, when I watched it, I thought, going back to all your points previously, I wish I did, because it's so atmospheric. With yeah. the 4-3, with the, the claustrophobic feeling that you're talking sure. about, that black and white, and, and the impending sense of doom the, for throughout the whole movie. Oh, yeah. Like, all of it is, oh, is so purposeful. Oh. The yeah, so purposeful. and just and you know, like he, and he does that with and he does that in Northman too, right? Like there's so many yeah. wide shots of him being really small on a screen. This feels it so he feels so isolated, mm-hmm. which is what the, the the point of it. Sure. So he's such a deliberate director, which I love. So I regret not seeing it in theaters for all the points that you had mentioned earlier that you you liked. So, Connor, you watched it twice in theaters. You said, no, right? I watched it one time one in theaters. theaters. Yeah, and, so, and I will say the atmosphere really helped with that because. I don't know how many people went into it knowing what they were going to see. Sure. But when that first shot opens and you realize that it's a square, people were looking around like, are they messing up in the projector room? Like, <laughs> what's going on here? And then it, it kind of dawned on everyone in the theater, like, no, this is deliberate. And it, it does feel claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. It's, you can have all these people around you and you're like all quiet waiting for something to happen. Not many movie experiences in my in my like life have been like that, yeah. where people are kind of like. I just imagine help me. <laughs> yeah, 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 you imagine you were just clenching for two and a half hours. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, yeah, and just not knowing what's coming next because yeah, there's some wacky stuff that goes. Oh on yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Well, and frankly, it, it's a um, like it's important to note the clenching for two and a half hours thing because the movie's only two hours long. So it's like, afterwards. This, afterwards. There's an extra half hour there <laughs> yeah. where you just never on you're, 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 you're like, yeah, oh, you're, you're oh just, god, yeah. it's a rough you're, ride home. Yeah, you just don't want to, just in case. <laughs> just, just wait till you get home. Yeah. Um, in public. So I, I am curious, though, Connor, about mm-hmm. the uh, theater experience uh, because I think a movie like this could easily be ruined by people in the theater, and obviously any movie can be ruined by you know like bad seats in, in a in a movie theater. You know, if someone's yeah. screaming at the at the oh, God. screen the whole time. Obviously, it's yeah. going to make it worse. But I, I think this one, given how quiet a lot of the, the movie ends up being, um, uh, I, I think I would crack. You know, like there was a couple times I sort of laughed out loud to myself in my basement, trying to just ease tension <laughs> that only I was feeling. You know, so did yeah. you have anything like that in the in the theater? I, I don't think there were any moments where like somebody spoke up and ruined it. I, I feel like the people that went, I don't remember if we saw it the first day it was released or something. Oh, okay. But we made a point to see this movie early. It was fair and with like, while the audiences were interested in it. So it was a packed house. And I don't think anyone was like rowdy when they shouldn't be rowdy or, you know, like laughing in a serious moment or talking. But it isn't, like a, it isn't a type of film to attract that crowd to begin with. Right? Exactly. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I guess I was surprised when I saw The Northman, there was definitely a few like dude bro types um, there was people that walked out of that movie noticeably disappointed, yeah. uh, and I think they were just expecting 
I, I don't know, Braveheart, I guess. Like a, like a murder fest. Yeah, absolutely. And Which it, it was. And it is still <laughs> yeah. a bit, but not the murder fest those guys are looking for, yeah. for sure. But you didn't find that with the lighthouse. Like, no, I guess... no, not at all. I mean, I don't know, maybe some other people did. Maybe there were some people who didn't know what they were walking into, and they're like, sure. oh, this is boring. <laughs> like, some, like, idiot like that. Yeah. But no, everyone in the theater was, was pretty dialed in, and I, I, it was, like, palpable, sometimes, attention. And I don't know, to skip ahead, if we're going to talk about the monologue, the soliloquy yeah, from, yeah. Well, like... Please feel free. I don't think I've ever had my mouth open for, the, like, a whole, I don't know, it's a minute and a half long soliloquy. Yeah. I remember afterwards being like, my mouth was open the whole time. Like, that was actually <laughs> dropped my jaw. Yeah. And people clapped. And usually I'm like, shut people up. Clapped. Like, that's yeah, so yeah. dumb. But I was also like, I don't, yeah. I, I don't think, think I've I would, ever had been an experience where... I got applause for an actual performance during a movie. You've clearly never seen a showing of Morbius. Oh. I famously have definitely seen a showing of Morbius. When so, he says it's Morbius, I get these memes are dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gotta yeah. stop. I'm so over it. But yeah, like I wow, I wasn't the only one that was wowed by that performance in that minute. And when people started clapping, I wasn't angry about. It. I didn't clap myself, but I was like, okay, yeah. I yeah, didn't. This is that this was fine. insane. Now, yeah. is that a moment where the clapping kind of reminded you you were in a movie? Yeah, it kind of brought me back yeah, brought a little back bit. Like, and that's why obviously, I wasn't like transcending and going to the astral plane, but I was taken into the movie so much more by his performance. Sure. And then, yeah, the clapping brought me back. And then I forget what happens immediately after that. They just go to bed. I'm pretty sure after he yeah. asks him if he likes his lobster and he doesn't, and they just go to bed. Yeah. So it's like this this peak, and then. The clapping didn't like ruin what happened next, sure, you know. Sure, sure. Yeah, and you know, and that was actually the the soliloquy. Soliloquy was the thing that I knew about going into it. Mm. Like that was the big moment. Um, so I was shocked that it happens like halfway through. Like that, that it's really not that far. Like I expected it to be basically the climax. Um, and then it really wasn't. Um, yeah. and then on top of that, it doesn't amount to much. Like no. like you said, it, they just go to bed, and I was like, oh, exactly. Oh. Okay, like I guess we're moving on. Oh, yeah. right. um, and I also, I think I had even read the soliloquy before, but I didn't know the context. And finding out that it was just that he was upset that our Pats doesn't like his food yeah. is, yeah, insane. The most verbose, like drunk guy speech in the history of being a drunk guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's because he doesn't like shepherd's pie or whatever they were eating. Yeah, it was like the equivalent of like a chef coming out of the kitchen and just berating that customer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cursing yeah, his body exactly. to the depths. Like. <laughs> well, and he looked really hurt too. Like, you know, again, just, I understand that's literally what acting is. is yeah. He's supposed yeah. to display emotion. But, um, <laughs> but I was like really taken aback. Like, oh my God, like this means a lot to him, you know? Like, yeah. He doesn't have much else to look for. <laughs> I remember thinking after that, this is acting. Like, yeah, so yeah, cheesy, yeah, yeah. but also believing it. Like, that is, damn, get that guy an award. I don't yeah, care what yeah. it is, but get him one, because that was nuts. Like, he's probably got an A award, right? Well, it's like something. He's been awarded. He's had to have been. I want to say maybe for either Deer Hunter or Platoon, but I don't, I don't know for yeah. sure. Mm. Are we talking Oscars specifically? Yeah. like, yeah. he probably deserves an Oscar at some point, anyway. Yeah. Um, like, but I also I get it why he's not being candidate to for the White House. Frankly, um, like he probably should be, but I think it's just you know the way the Oscars works. I think it's too small of a of a movie. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, they, you know they're they like their indie darlings, but but that was the year Joaquin won, right? 
Maybe. You're is really it, putting me on the spot well, here. Also, so the movie is 2019? Yeah. The 2020 Oscars was the year that, yeah, Parasite and Joker. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So Joaquin, he was up against Joaquin. Yeah. But was he even nominated? Oh, that's a good question. I, I, I don't, don't think... Uh, I don't know. He, he I don't, might have been, actually. I think he was, actually. Now that I'm saying... Uh, no. I don't think uh, The Lighthouse was nominated. Because I remember being taken aback that it wasn't up for anything. And being like... Turning to my wife and being like, "What the hell?" <laughs> she also liked that movie. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of oh, the same wow. situation where I wasn't sure, and she loved it. Right? Yeah, it was yeah. spectacular. I, I really had a good time with it. I have um, enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, my wife is actively upset with me that I uh, watched it for this podcast without her, oh, um, <laughs> and and she's like, "You're never gonna watch it with me." And actually, I think I will. I, I think I'll happily rewatch this you'll, one you'll because it, it was uh, wow. pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, like even if it's just because I want to see uh, those weird tentacle scenes again, like oh, man. oh boy, oh, that shit. or the 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 mermaid scream, like oh, oh yeah. yeah, actually that haunting um, music at the start of like the store. I don't even know what it is. It's just a sound that keeps playing in the background, and I think it's supposed to be music, but I don't even know. Well, that's another thing that he does too. I found that a lot in the Northman too, where stuff sounded like music but wasn't music. It was just noise. Well, but is it noise that they're aware of? I don't like because there was a few times it seems like you mean Pattinson... like the foghorn noise? Yeah, is that what it was? Yeah, they hear that. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say there's a few times I'm pretty sure Pattinson like sort of reacted to it, but it definitely wasn't every time. Um, that's a foghorn, huh? It's a so foghorn, yeah. From the boat? No, no, on like, the island. On, on the island itself. So if you if you can't see the light from the lighthouse, you can hear the sound. Uh... It's like a, a backup. Yeah, but again, that's that to me the foghorn again. Kind of this is almost like uh, the beating of the heart, like an Edgar Allan Poe thing, because it, it goes through yeah. the movie and it, 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 you get there and it's fine. It's a noise, that, but I imagine by week four or whatever like that, that foghorn is probably just eating at you. So oh, subliminally, yeah. you know, yeah. so it's just, noticeably, yeah, night and day, yeah. just yeah. going yeah. like set intervals. Oof. Um, uh, the only last thing I wanted to talk about was just the birds. Which is a kind of strange oh, surprising. thing. Maybe. I um, thought you were going to mention Naked Willem Dafoe again. Oh, because oh, oh, oh. I mean, we were uh, we were pretty close to making Naked Willem Dafoe the new Tom Cruise on this show. Uh, no, 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 not even, not even Willem Dafoe's penis can replace Tom Cruise on this show. Um, it's but... a tall task. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was a double <laughs> Double double. Um, but. Uh, Sorry, it's also a dig at Tom Cruise. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Just like the movie, that joke yeah. has layers. <laughs> um, so are the birds real? Because there's like, are they just trained birds? Because I was pretty impressed. If those are like oh. real birds doing Oh, I thought stuff. you meant like in the, in the context, context of the movie. movie. <laughs> you mean, yes, those <laughs> birds are alive. They're not robots. <laughs> like in the, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yes. in, the, in the movie's universe, obviously. No, yeah. but I mean like, those were good, like well-trained birds. Like they were doing some yeah, weird. I feel like Hollywood can train anything. Right? You think? Yeah. Or, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like half birds, half CG. Could be. Okay. Well, half okay. CG, and you can hide that stuff pretty well in a black and white situation too, right? So I actually yeah. remember seeing there's no something... close-up of a bird. Yeah. There's like a couple. Yeah. Like, but the, the one... those, those could be real birds. Those like, could be the real one real bird. There's like a close-up of the one bird <laughs> that just keeps screaming at Robert Pattinson while he's trying to get. Through with a, a yeah. wheelbarrow. The one-eyed, the one-eyed bird. Is it what? Yes. I literally didn't even notice. Yeah, it's called like the one-eyed gull. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I thought I thought I had heard something about some of these birds being animatronic, 
literally no idea. Didn't look it up before this. Whoa. Unprepared. If they're animatronic, that's even more impressive. That's what yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. Is I kept looking, and man, I really should have looked that up before this podcast. <laughs> it doesn't come off that way, though, um, in the movie, if it's true. They're, yeah, yeah, they're great. Holy smokes. Yeah. Best supporting actors, for <laughs> yes, sure. <come> Seriously. <laughs> Walk of seagulls. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. if they didn't get nominated the Joker year, then, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm never watching the Oscars again. Yeah, no. That's a lie. The Oscars, <laughs> the Oscars suck, and you watch it every year. Correct, correct. I, mean, I still will. I still will. And like every movie that is being nominated, you also watch, right? Uh, I try to. Try I try to. to. Yeah, I mean, you're, you got like best picture one. You try to get to like the 80, 90 percentile of, of, yeah. of the yeah. nominated films. Yeah, and like you know, not to like brag or anything, but usually I do it organically. You know, like no big deal. Oh, I've already oh, yeah. watched them before oh, the Academy even knows that they're good movies. So. Uh, easy. Yeah. Anyway, that was basically all I had Parker to say. Parker a, a big uh, Minari flag waver. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're welcome, Asian people. <laughs> Shit. Two Asians sitting yeah. across the table from yeah, yeah. like, oh, boy. We didn't um, say thank you. Yeah. <laughs> just like Ryan Gosling saved jazz. Oh. No, 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 I'm just gonna... <laughs> I like that um, movie. Anything, uh... You guys want to add in here? Because I've said all I can. Basically. No, I think uh, I think I think I've said everything I need to say. I think it's wonderful. I think if you haven't watched it, I think you should watch it. Uh, but knowing that it's a very strange movie, yeah, yeah. Right. But uh, it's just short of two hours, so like I think it's pretty tight. It's not that right? bad. Like yeah. there are there are strange movies, more like very heavy art house movies that maybe try to do the same thing and they don't come off as well. Yeah. I think this is a very polished example of something that is outside the norm that is still pretty easy to watch and understand even at the surface level totally. of two guys going nuts yeah. they do it very well and i and i do think if it if it's if you're on the if you're on the side where you think robert pattinson is just a twilight vampire oh this is the movie mm. uh and, and and like you could uh, you know I, I, when when he Good got time. cast as batman and then that that shit storm came down and he's like that guy the, the twilight guy like this is this is the movie for me yeah like as far as I'm concerned, like it's 2022. If you're still looking at Robert Pattinson as just a Twilight guy, especially after Batman, too, yeah. like given its popularity, you know, you're the problem. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, leave the guy alone. Like he's clearly grown past that. Oh, so he yeah. should too. Yeah, yeah. And, but, and yeah. then you know, and kudos to him for for going out of his way to to shed that. Totally. Uh, but you know, it, it is taking a long time just because he has picked smaller projects. True. Right. So yep. it's it's not easy for random Joe Blow who only knows him from the Twilight movies to find these movies but I'm telling you right now if if that's the perception you have of him then go put in the work because this this is this is the rewarding part of it yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. not to detract from that at all but I have to plug Good Time because it's also an A24 movie with <laughs> Robert Pattinson yeah that one was the one that did it for me okay yeah I wasn't a hater I never even watched Twilight but I knew him as like the pretty guy from Twilight and then he was in Good Time and I love that movie, and I love his performance, and that's what did it for me. So that's why I was super excited for this movie. Too. Cool. Yeah. Very awesome. So if you haven't seen that, also see it for for our boy R. Pats. <laughs> oh, it's the list for yeah, sure. There you go. Um, yeah, and I think this is going to be the start of our of a few videos related to A twenty four. So tune in again, and uh, Connor, I guess we'll see you next time, buddy. Yeah, I'll be here. <laughs>